0: Today is April 7th, a series sweep in Boston. Reynolds is on fire, Bay with an impressive catch, Keller's dominance. Today is the home opener. Baseball back in the Berg. It's the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Let's go! guys thank you for listening to the bridge to bucktober podcast where we talk all about them pittsburgh pirates and at my name is josh and i'm joined as always by my brother jake what's up what's going on man it is the home opener today let's
1: go good no literally literally let's go Lit- oh okay. yeah.
0: yeah we're gonna go. Let's go to the game we're gonna yeah. go to the game yeah yeah if uh, if you're listening to this on Friday morning, getting ready for the home opener, then you are just as excited as we are, because it's today, and yeah. if you're listening to this over the weekend, well, you know how excited we were, <laughs> so we have a fun show, because not only is it the home opener, but the Pirates just swept the Red Sox in Boston
1: apparently they found their wooden leg they
0: did find their wooden leg that was good you brought that back i love it <laughs> that's good oh my gosh okay so um we've got let's we're gonna break down the series a little bit let's talk about the games that happened all of the performances the things that happened like that um i know we're gonna break a couple of people down specifically maybe three maybe four i don't know um, and then we're gonna get into home opener stuff, but we do want to cover the series that uh, that was, I mean, we don't want to miss covering a series sweep, right? The second series of the year. Mm-hmm. We uh, And hey, let's keep it positive this week, but I am gonna say like we don't know when the next one will be. <laughs> so let's <laughs> enjoy it. Yep. But at the same time, let's keep it positive. This is a positive show today. We are gonna be very positive about everything, right? Mm-hmm. Let's try not to let's try not to poo poo on anything.
1: No poo pooing. Got it. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Noted. We're not going to poo poo on things today.
0: Ah, uh, we've reached our maximum level of poo poo comments today. So good for that.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Monday seven six victory. Tuesday and Wednesday four to one victories. And uh, uh, man, what we got to see in the two four to one victories really, in my opinion, was Contreras and Keller being what we want Contreras and Keller to be. Yeah, both very sharp. and and we'll get into Keller. Uh, Monday was a bit of a different thing. Two Homers for Brian Reynolds. And I'm um, clicking on the pirates here because we also had the double off the wall from Smith and Jigba. We had the the delay home run. Um, uh, what else was that there? The O'Neill Cruz didn't. What a Cruz hit the 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 ball down the line off the the shifted guy. The ball down the line for a double. But then it was just um, nine hits, seven runs, ten guys left on base. We we kind of said that you know. There was a lot more than that before. I mean, you're talking about oh, I guess I mean, really the whole series was good with with guys left on base. I mean, I don't know what you're you're looking for. Well, never mind. Today was really <laughs> 22 guys left on base today? Jeez. So still an issue. <laughs> well, we had the bases loaded for, you know, three straight guys, it felt like. Yeah. Ish, you know what I mean? And so well, it was mostly yeah, What was it? Castro Bay. There at the one point, Castro Bay, and and you got your two second basemen, quote-unquote, and you're like, ugh, ugh, that's where we fell short, this second base position again, Um, which was not all bad this series. Um, You know, when you're looking at the two, I mean, at some point in this season, somebody's going to say, you get the the at-bats, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's certainly not now. We are six games in. There's yeah. going to be a lot of sharing at-bats, and that includes Smith and Jigba, Sewinski, Connor Joe, Bay, Castro. They're all going to share at-bats. Really, Choi yeah, I was feels saying. like he's going to be in that group. Yeah. But I don't ever look at that, and maybe it's just me, but like the magic number for me is about 40 games in. You get about 40 games in, you kind of got an idea how guys are looking. You know what I mean? Yeah. But really, it's not. And, I, and I've and i heard other people use that same number. I didn't come up with that on my own. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, That's a good number yeah. that I've heard a lot of people use. About 40 games in, you kind of get an idea of what's going on. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, Oviedo, I, mean, I think it was Monday and Tuesday, Moretta came in to bail out the starter. Am I right? I think so. I think both times it was him coming in. I'm looking at today's game now. Um, I I just want to say, did I talk about this on Monday about how I don't like the way MLB is doing their box scores? Now, I know you and I talked about this, but if you guys Um. like to look at box scores day of, like, they're giving me this little sliver. And it used to be you had the wrap, and then you could click on box and get both teams straight down. Now Mm -hmm. it's like you got to click on box, and then you got to click on the team. And then if you're not on the team... You have to scroll all the
1: way up to click on the other team, and it's like, dude, just put it on the screen. It's like they're making everything for mobile, and they're not adjusting it for Yeah, I bet
0: if it was mobile... Well, still, you'd have to pick one team or the other. I should be able to see it all. Yeah. But anyway, that's my little... So Moretta came in, yes, and just got... He threw a full inning, but that's because they took him out before he finished the inning. So he actually finished the sixth for Contreras, and then... Um, got the first two outs, and then fin, and then they brought in Hernandez to finish the seventh. Um, and he did pitch that out to get Oviedo out of his. Um,
1: Which kudos to Oviedo. I I I am actually impressed with his outing, just because he was able to settle in and get us through four and two thirds. Like that was a rough first inning.
0: Yeah, uh, all the runs were in the first inning off of Oviedo. Yeah. And it was very rough. And I remember sending out the tweet at that time. I said, now you have four innings to make us talk about the next four innings instead of the first. And he almost got through it. Yeah. And so I'm glad that you sent out the kudos because um, it was my intention to, if he finished those four innings, it was my intention to say, at this point, I'm done with the first inning. I'm really impressed with the next four had he finished that inning i i would have been it would have been a highlight for me uh because he didn't and and moretta came out um it just i just didn't make it like a highlighted point you know what I mean but I'm glad yeah. that you still brought it up because it does still he he grinded he fought it was a that whole game was about fighting in a way you know what i mean and and um I'm trying to think of uh of the other part of that too where I was where I was going down that path about somebody kind of grinding and fighting their way through something but I now I don't know maybe just the team in general you know what I mean yeah just to keep coming back and you're you know you get your 3 last year if we get 3 in the first inning and we're high and Boston comes out and get 5 we lose that game 9 to 3 yeah you know what I'm saying and they kept putting on one in the second one in the third do my math here, three, two, two more in the fourth. And then sure we went, we went blank after that, but, um, you know, not all for, we, I, we did good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We, we stayed in it. You get Bednar coming in to get the, um, to get the save at the end there, a couple strikeouts. He got the save Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so not available on Wednesday underwood came in and got the save.
1: Yeah, which is which is interesting that that we had a scenario where Holderman and Bednar were both unavailable on the same day.
0: Did they call them both unavailable?
1: I believe so. I yeah. mean, they both pitched They them. both yeah. yeah. Yep. So I mean, it, it makes sense that they were both unavailable but at the same time it's like and yeah. you can't you can't just worry about that either. You got to get the outs when you need the outs. Right, you got to use the pitcher when you need the pitcher. Well, especially, I mean, here we are. I
0: mean, especially a team that most everybody projects to be somewhere between seventy and seventy-eight wins. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you're not a, a contender here. We can't think about we can't think about saving you for another win. We need to get the right. wins that we can get. And especially,
1: I, especially coming, you, you get you get the first game. And then you have a chance to get the second game to win the series. Yeah, it's big. And then we just do what you do in the last game. Either way, you've won the series. Right,
0: win series. That's the big thing. And Mm -hmm. you know what? I've seen a couple people talk about this, and I think I'm there too. It almost looks like, and it's still early, but it almost looks like Derek Shelton is managing to win the game. Mm -hmm. Are we seeing something different from him when it comes to the full game, right? It's yeah. it looks a little different, and I think there might be some legitimate to it. Once again, let's go forty games.
1: <laughs> let's see what it looks like yeah. after
0: forty. But I
1: think I think he's adjusting his lineups a little bit more than he used to as well. You know, I mean, it's been noted. I think we said this last week that he puts out his, you know, he makes his lineups out for the next couple of weeks. But
0: well. They they get an idea, but they're still pitching matchups that, that they'll use. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think the intention was for, I mean, maybe it was, but I don't think the intention was for Jack Sawinski to play one game in the opening series. But you went up against a tough lefty and a guy who's better against lefties, and, yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah. It, if you just draw it up, you say, yeah, he's going to get to play. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's going to share his at-bats, but he's he's not going to just play a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's earned – He's earned playing time. Yeah. From from, I mean, you had 19 home runs. You've earned playing You've earned a shot. Right. And we, we talked about that. Um, and he'll continue to. I did see a couple good at-bats from him. He's not, he's not chasing a ton from what I'm seeing, from what I remember. I didn't look up the numbers. But he's not chasing a ton. Um, and, and, you know, he's still swinging and missing on pitches over the plate. That's the thing that he has to work on. But I think his approach in general yeah. is better.
1: Yeah, I agree. With to that. me, that
0: comes. You know what I mean. I think the the. I mean, all mm-hmm. you have to do is get him at home, right? <laughs> That's all we got to do. Let's <laughs> let him pitch it, or let's let right. him hit it home, and he's fine. But let's just sit him on the road from now on. No, I, I'm just kidding, <laughs> obviously. Um, but I I thought I saw some. I, I'm definitely seeing already some guys kind of get loose. You know what I mean? Santana's starting to. We we've talked about that. He's starting to look better at the plate. Um, like he's starting to get his wheels. He actually says he's not quite there yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's there's more to get better there. Um, Hayes is, I mean, we, it, one day you texted me and you were like, what's the deal? He worked on all this pull, pulling the ball and he's not pulling it. And I showed you the graph of all the pitches that he's seen in the game and nothing yeah. was closer than the middle of the plate. Everything yeah. is away. And so there's a little bit of that. He's still going to go the opposite field. Because he's well, going to yeah. go with the pitch. They start yeah. missing inside. That's what we hope to see is that he's able to... If they miss inside, he's able to hit it. And that's yeah. what we're that's what we're hoping happens. And so give him time, guys. Jason Flay's on fire. Um, but we're still waiting for some of these guys. And there's... I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to get through here. Contreras, what do you got on Contreras? Just anything? Like, what did you see? I mean, three hits... Almost got through that sixth inning. This was his first start. Seemed like that was the trend for everybody in their first start. Was I just can't finish my last inning?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, overall, I mean, I thought he looked good. His pitches looked good. His, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, how many? He only walked one guy. Only struck out two. But really, don't care. Like you're, you're effective and you're getting outs.
0: You know, it's kind of interesting. He hasn't really been a big-time strikeout guy so far. Yeah. I don't know if that's something that's still to come or if we find out, no, he's more like a Jameis Santaya. You know what I
1: mean? How, how many pitches did he throw? 78. 78 pitches? So that's not,
0: yeah. And I think they'll be a little easy on him still. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I don't know why, but I, well, I they, just...
1: They, they asked they asked Contreras about, like, the WBC and everything, and was it weird because he actually stayed in Florida during the Cincinnati series and threw a game in Florida during the Cincinnati series. Okay. And, and he said, he said, What's that? WBC set me back a little bit, but we're getting there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause he didn't get to throw so, as much
1: as he would have liked to. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why, and, and there was people that said that, but that's why he isn't, he wasn't, he, that's why he didn't pitch in Cincinnati. Yeah. That they were, they were trying to get that and move. I mean, ideally, like I said, what order you are in the rotation. Other than number one on the first day of the year, none of the rest of it matters. Yeah. I still would have liked to have seen Rich Hill pitch against Boston. Apparently it worked out that he didn't. So <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lefties there, but it really didn't matter. And I was surprised coming off of a series where they hit, they scored nine runs a game. It's one of those baseball, uh, what do you call them? Baseball axioms, Right. Uh, we wasted all our runs on the first series and didn't have enough for the second. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like the two games that they, if they'd have just scored their six runs in the one of the second two games, they would have taken one of these games. Instead, they scored their six when we scored seven. So, you know, and it's good for us that we didn't waste our seven on one of these one run games and we were able to, you know what I'm saying? You know how they, Mm -hmm. you know how they go. You've all said it. I don't want to waste all my hits in this game. We're up by 10. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let's save them for the next one. Yeah, but either way I mean dude you just there's nothing to be real upset about when when your team gets three dubs whatever you did that wasn't great who cares yeah as a play like you know especially as a player you just go you just move on everything that you do is what will I do from here Mm -hmm. and for a fan it's There's a little bit of the, a little bit of like, no, we're going to sulk in this a little bit. We're like, we're going to enjoy this. I don't care because we're about to go on a run against the White Sox, the Astros, and the Cardinals. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, let's enjoy this because I'm not sure what's about to happen. We got Giolito going tonight. Mm -hmm. Today, not tonight. And that's kind of weird. We're recording this late Wednesday night. Matter of fact, (laughs) it just flipped over to Thursday. So, but we're going to, we're going to try to talk like it's Friday already. Yeah. Um but anyway, uh yeah, I mean just a lot of a lot of good feelings. Jose Hernandez looked good. Holderman and Bednar at the back end are looking real strong. Um mm-hmm. Tuesday night though. Holderman's in there in the 8th inning. He gets Devers to chase. But Devers doesn't really miss. <laughs> yeah. He hit it good. And Bay is going back and, you know, for what, for what it's worth, we have to call it how it is. He kind of goes this way, he kind of goes that way, and then he, he <laughs> finds the ball. And when he finds the ball, man, athleticism takes over. And he yeah. made an unbelievable catch. I think maybe the fact that he kind of did that little zigzag roundabout circle towards the ball made it all that more unbelievable. He was not in position to jump that high. No. I don't know how he did it. (laughs) The guy is like, there's some athleticism in G1 Bay that we knew. I mean, we saw it on opening day, right? The stolen bases, the way that he took over and really impacted that game on the base paths. And I don't know if I want to go too far into this, but like, he hasn't been on the base path since. (laughs) (laughs) He hit the one home run, his first career home run, by the way, got to. Love the first career home run, Oppo over the monster. Oppo over the monster just for the story of it. Like that's awesome. Yeah, but still waiting for the complete thing, right? Yeah, we're still waiting for it. Like it's been a lot of chases. I don't know. He didn't. I I think we said he didn't chase today, but he, they also yeah. he also did not see any high pitches. Yeah, but his chase rate's over forty percent. It's got to be under that now because that was going in today, right? So, but a forty percent chase rate. For a guy who's a bat-to-ball guy, a lot of swing and miss, swinging out of his shoes, and I really just want you to get on base. I don't want you chasing. Get walked. Because yeah. when you get on base, you wreak havoc. Mm-hmm. And and the routes in the outfield, like I said this on Twitter, like I told you I didn't like his routes. I was an outfielder. I'm watching after balls, and I'm like, it's not there. And that's something that if he plays there, it'll get there. But when he made – I said he made up for it with speed – when he can do that, when that kind of a catch is on the table, sure the routes might not be bad, but like he's fine. If he yeah. needs to give me three innings at the end of the game out there, like I'm I'm not worried about it. Right. I'm, he's definitely not to the place where I'm worried. I don't think he's a great center fielder. I'm just not worried about him when he's out there. Right. It's not like uh watching Cole Tucker out there. <laughs> but some of the things, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah, it's It's just not that. It's not Gregory Polanco in right field, who was decent for a while, but then every once in a while, man, you just, he just lost. <laughs> it's not that. He's capable yeah. of playing the position because of his athleticism. For sure. Um, what else do we got? I mean, that's really it. Now let's get into Mitch Keller. Actually, before we do that, a little base running. The pickle. I think this is important to know because when when we talked before we before we hit record here, I said, "Yeah, McCutcheon kind of made a blunder on the bases," and you corrected me. I didn't see this.
1: Yeah, I mean, the 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 blunder isn't on a specific person. I don't think. I think McCutcheon had one thing in his head, and I think Reynolds had another thing in his head. But when McCutcheon was standing on third, and Reynolds was like coming back to third, and he was looking at him. McCutcheon's waving him, saying, come on, come on, come on, come come back to third. Santana's not the fleetest of feet, right? And we were just, McCutcheon was just trying to make sure there was plenty of time for Santana to get to second. So he was trying to get Reynolds to come back, stand on third, and then McCutcheon was going to take off. So they were going to have to try to tag McCutcheon, and Santana would have plenty of time. Reynolds would be on third, Santana, and McCutcheon would be the one to get out. Well, then Reynolds did the little turn around right before he got the third and ran right into the tag. And McCutcheon took off and was like, oh, geez. Yeah. I think it was just, it's just something you don't really practice.
0: Right. And I think maybe the only thing I could think of is, hey, let's not improvise something like that on the last minute. Let's just do it. Let's leave Santana at first. Let's
1: let Reynolds be out. Oh, no, 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 no. Santana has to be on second. That's not an improv. That's. 100% 100% he's got to get to second. Yeah, but if he's not going to get
0: there, he's not going to get there. Let's not get into a double play.
1: No, no Yeah, but in a tip, in a normal situation, Kutch stays on third, Santana gets to second, Reynolds stays in a pickle long enough for Santana to get to second.
0: Well, yeah, but that wasn't going to happen. So Kutch tried to improvise and tried to create something that wasn't there. At some point, you cut your losses and keep the inning going is what I'm saying. Yes, in a perfect world, Santana would have been rounding first and would have got the second. But because they played it well and chased him down, they won in that play. Kutch needed to stand on third and only get one out. That's all I'm saying. Like to try yeah. to create some. Sometimes when you cr- try to create something spectacular, you end up like it's a big risk. You end up with the outcome being worse. It's big risk, you know. I mean, for for what kind of reward, you know what I mean? And I think in that yeah. case. Cutch is trying to get creative, and unless you've practiced something like that, like creativity, that might not be the situation for creativity. Right. That's all. That's all I'm saying is, if Santana is not going to get there, then
1: I I don't know what you do. Even if even if Reynolds would have, even if they both would have stayed on third, I think Santana could have been able to get there.
0: Well, that's a different story. If you think that, then I mean, I didn't, I never saw that, but that's not what happened, right? Kutch tried right. to get creative. Right. And I think that's the piece where I would say, nah, maybe just don't get creative there. It's up to Santana to get to second. Yeah. And and Reynolds is going to stay in there as long as he can. If Santana gets thrown out, let Santana get thrown out. I just for me, I'd have been like, my job is just to get to third and be at third. Mm-hmm. I don't know who I always forget who's gets tagged first, who's actually out, who's actually safe. I think if, if Reynolds gets back to the base, it's his base, so technically Kutch would have been out anyway. Yeah. But either way, you only have one person out. Right. So.
1: Well, the, the old rule of thumb is just stay there until the umpire tells you, you need to get off the field.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, like, both of you just stay there and make the umpire point at you and That's tell right. you which one's out. Yeah.
0: Okay, so the other one was uh, Cruz taking third on that play. Where he got kicked in the face essentially, um, and hopefully he's okay. Yeah, uh, I really loved oh. that play, and at first, I'm not sure how you felt about it, and I don't know where you're at now.
1: I just thought it was uh, it was risky because like there was nobody covering, but he wasn't that far away, and it was risky. You knew there was going to be a there was going to be a play there. I think he was gonna be safe because I think it would have been an incredible play to get him out. But I just thought from from the time I saw him take off from second, I'm on here, I was thinking here comes a collision. Something bad's gonna happen with this.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: And and but but you're you're right. I love the aggressiveness. I love so yeah, you
0: just go up, you know what I mean, by what was it? You were up by two at that point. So it was three yeah, to one. It was three to one. And he comes around, he tags up, so the, the run scores to make it three to one. And now with the out, you're, you're setting yourself up for a sack fly, mm-hmm. which didn't happen, but you're but you're trying to set yourself up for that so that you can make a productive out with the next guy if you can get to third. So that was one part of the mindset that I really liked. If there mm-hmm. if if that if the fly ball would have made two outs, you don't run there. But since it only made the first out, that's why I'm okay with it, right? And yeah. When he comes around, if that ball gets thrown, and I was kind of interested when I was listening to them talk, they were like, "He did his job," but like he didn't. Who the outfielder did not like. He 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 made a bad throw.
1: Yeah, it was a terrible throw.
0: And they're saying, you know, I I can't even remember where I heard that, but they're like, "What was he yeah. even thinking?"
1: And I'm like, "Well, yeah." John Wainer said that the outfielder did his job. He threw the ball through the cutoff man.
0: And they didn't cut it off, but like he didn't, it was way off.
1: It was way off.
0: So when I'm Cruz, first off, he's fast and he knows it. And I think sometimes, you know, when we're watching a play, we forget that because he doesn't look as fast as he is because he covers so much ground with every step. Mm -hmm. Everything was right in front of him. The throws past the cutoff man. The cutoff man is away from third base. So what he's asking that third baseman to do is run in the opposite direction of the baseball, see the baseball as it's being thrown to him, catch a baseball, go to the right spot, make the tag all while getting a throw from a pitcher who, yes, they throw strikes all the time, but we know they also overthrow first base a lot. Mm -hmm. And so we know this is a thing. He's probably not going to get a perfect throw. And if he does, they earned it. I like the aggressiveness. Yeah. Because I could steal a run right here on a sack fly or a ground out, unless they move in, which I think they did. Um, but either way, he had the he said I can beat him there. And I like it. I want you to try to beat him there. You're winning the game, which is when I think the risk is definitely worth it. If you're losing, I'd rather you stay put and see what happens. And he would have scored on the base hit by Santana. Mm-hmm. However, I, I I really liked the play. It's unfortunate what happened, but like the way I see it is like that's an overthrow. Everything was right in front of him, and even if they would have got him, it, he made it really close. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's worth it because exactly what happened is what you think will happen on that play. I always think of that. I'm like, how many times do you round third, and you say, make sure they throw it, because anything can happen when they throw that ball. Yeah force them to make a great play and that's what he did and they weren't able to make because if they would have got him it would have been a great play Mm -hmm. i think i don't think it would have been a dumb base running move even then
1: like the other thing that i was i thought about is like once you've slid into second Mm. that's when i that's when i decide not because you got to completely start over again
0: i i get that but also you get if you pop up slide like that then you get a straight line to third instead of a rounded line. So you have a shorter distance to go. I used to, when I would steal second and I would do the pop-up slide, I I would, and they overthrew it to center field. I was gone. I, Cause I always thought like, if, if you're a base stealer, which I mean, you're calling for crews to get 30 swipes. If you're a base stealer, that acceleration isn't a problem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I guess that doesn't, it's not the same as an overthrow because you're you're going to slide either way, it's yeah. just head first or feet first, right? Right. So yeah, I don't know. Let's get into Keller. So sure. I think this is the big one. I wanted to cover those things because I thought those are really important plays and kind of those are kind of things where a good a good base running thing, maybe a bad base running thing, but like those things are going to play themselves out as we go. Um, I do. I do. Just, overall,
1: I, I I like the aggressiveness.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think once you think about it for a second, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When something's bizarre, the first it's it's in our tendencies to be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know, I like I
1: mean? the aggressiveness. I would have been okay if he stayed as well.
0: Okay, I, yeah, I think we wouldn't even have thought about it, right? Right. Um, you did want to say one thing here because you asked me about it, and we looked it up. Our first sweep last year wasn't until May thirtieth to June first, which was that one in LA. Mm-hmm. So nice to get a sweep this early. Before our home opener. Before our home opener. Oh, going into the home opener. And then tomorrow they can announce the Reynolds deal. Oh, wait, what? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm speculating that the deal's yeah, been done hoping. since before he hit those four home runs. <laughs> yeah. That's my speculation, but he's been happy. Um so we talked about Mitch Keller. We talked about him being left in, and we should move through this quickly so we can get to the home opener stuff. But um I had a little bit of conversation because we really loved this. Mm-hmm. We loved him going with this. Let me let me read you what Keith Harmon said on Twitter. We and him kind of talked about it. And um, I just want to recognize, like, we love hearing from you guys and being a part of this. Like, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like, we're a fan podcast. And it's fun. Like, we agree on things so much. It's fun to get another point of view where maybe we can, um, you know, have something that somebody else might resonate with aside from us like you know these things aren't right or wrong these are just takes right so um anyway he says i'm all in he's all for leaving pitchers into complete games shutouts perfect games however it's only the second game of the year and while you want to show confidence in your guy which is our big thing you also have to worry about his health as well as potential team outcomes for as much as i think keller has turned it around he's never really been in this position before Opening day is a prime example of how he can be good, but the inexperience in the position he was showed, or yeah, he was in showed. You can't expect a guy who rarely has made over six innings and 80-plus pitches to go out there and throw 100-plus in a jam effectively. So then he says specifically today after Arroyo stole second and Tapia singled, he should have been pulled. Uh, there was only one out needed and I think a fresh arm. I mean, the dowry Moretta has been working that whole piece, So this is what he's speaking to, Um, has the potential to have a better outcome. Granted, the home run turned foul. So it doesn't have to be better, right? But it it ended up good. But he's saying that could have easily been a tie game. Um, He said that his only caveat to that was who was technically available to pitch out of the pen. Essentially, that could have changed his mind. So let's ignore the fact that maybe there was guys not available. Because I don't think that played here.
1: I don't either. I don't think
0: that's a caveat.
1: No, and and I I just I want to say like I agree with a lot of what is said here.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he makes some really good points. I
1: think I think there's a lot there, but on the same token of he's never really been in that position before. He's you know uh, the inexperienced. Okay, well then now's the time we need to get him that experience. That's it. This this is the year you get him that experience. This is our guy. Like he's. Derek Shelton basically basically said during tonight's game or today's game, hey, Mitch, you're our guy. You're our ace, and I'm going to treat you like the ace of the staff. Mm. You need to get us through this. I loved it. I Mm. absolutely loved Mm -hmm. it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it's getting me fired up a little bit right now because it is kind of a thing. I don't know if Mitch Keller, I don't know if his ceiling is actual ace. Right, I don't know if right. he's going to find himself in discussions of like, he's a top 15 guy in the game. I don't know that yet. Right, What I saw today, I, I, I would think so. And yeah. wh- I mean, seven innings, he only had seven strikeouts. Not like he's like, oh, he's elite. He had 15 strikeouts. That doesn't necessarily matter here.
1: Nah, he was efficient. All he game. was
0: efficient. He went out and got it. He he executed some certain pitches that I was really impressed with, and the way that he went about it, and we've seen that, and I saw some people start to say like, "Was this the best I've, we've seen from him?" And I'm not sure because I'm not great at memories like that, but certainly the best I remember right off the top of my head, right as far as right. like what you saw and what you watched. I'm sure if you're box score looking, maybe he had a better, he's had better starts, mm-hmm. but as far as what I saw. I just can't be more impressed with some of the ways that even like from one at bat to the next against the guy, I think Tapia had this long at bat, right? And, and, and all that stuff. And and then the next time he faced him, it was like, boom, boom, boom.
1: Yeah. And it was, Oh, I think it was a, I think it was a 10 pitch at bat. And then the next time he came up, it was three, three pitches, three pitches he he was struck out.
0: And so like, there's things like that that I really, I really thought, but but back to the main point here. Derek Shelton definitely said, "I'm giving you a chance here."
1: That we confidence see, goes we, a
0: long way.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And he got away sure. with one. There's no question yeah. he got away with one. I'm Absolutely. not. Absolutely. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like he answered, but he did answer in the end. Hmm. Um. Because what happened happened. However, like he 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 missed. I mean, we're over a hundred pitches, so he missed the one. Uh, I guess you could say cutter, right? I was saying slider earlier, but apparently he doesn't throw a slider. Let's not get into that. <laughs> but he missed the pitch that that was hit foul. Uh, that was not the location you want. But he came right, right back with a great location, finished the strikeout, and was pumped. And I think he earned a lot. But at the same time, I think that he grew a lot in a way that Shelton said, no, 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 it's yours. And he did the same thing in Cincinnati, and it didn't work out. But I think Shelton by 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 letting he has to let him pitch here because if mm-hmm. he's gonna do that in Cincinnati and it doesn't work and then he pulls him in this game, that confidence is like yeah I failed in Cincinnati and now I'm not gonna get it. Right. But he's like no consistency. I'm really impressed with Shelton on that. He was consistent yeah. and he didn't. It wasn't a knee jerk reaction. He said no no no. I told you. I told you last week that this is your ball. And I'm sticking to that. You're going to get this done. I love it.
1: Yeah, and, and and I loved the the first pitch after the foul ball was the first time all night he hit 98.
0: Mm. <laughs> okay,
1: I loved it, and I mean uh, Maguire fouled it off, and then he got him with the next pitch. But yeah, but yeah, I, I was yeah, just, I was exciting, man. Like I, I was home by myself, and I was like yeah like I like yeah you know what i mean like yeah it fired me up that's awesome
0: no i i think this was a big moment and i think it's great and i do think uh i do think you make some good points keith and i yeah, know that you're sure. not the only one that thinks they should have went to somebody else there um the only thing that i will say that um that i definitely agree with you with is i was surprised north of 100 otherwise yeah. he stays in there i was surprised north of 100 that they went that they we're going to let him do that this early on a cold day. So I was I was a little surprised about that. And maybe his next outing he says, "Okay, we're going to limit you a little bit, but uh I just think when you when you give a guy that it's going to go leaps and bounds for his confidence and I think for the team's confidence because they know they can trust that now and I think that's big.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, let's move on to the home opener because now coming off of the series sweep, dude, it is It is time. It's time to open the season here in Pittsburgh, and I love the home opener. I love, love, love the home opener. This year we got Kutch, his return. It's big time. You got Burnett throwing to Martin. We're going to hear about Donnie (laughs) Iris a little bit. The blackout is back. Yep. If you haven't heard yet, it's a blackout like the wildcard game. I can't be more excited about that. But I tell you, before we talk too much more, we got some friends, um, and I put it out on Twitter for anybody interested, and there was a couple people who wanted to do it, didn't get a chance to, but um, we got Pirate Queen, Banshee, Gary, uh, Yark, Graves, uh, Buckingover, Spencer Buckingover, and Seth Johnson, um, just some guys on Twitter kind of talking about what the home opener is for them, maybe Mm -hmm. their story a little bit about it. Um, And then we'll break it down, but let's check out what uh, what all these guys said. I I absolutely love this. I I had a lot of fun with this, and I hope we can do more of this uh, later. But um, let's listen to these guys. And if you're on video, there's, you know, there's video of of some of them, too. So uh, let's talk about opening day.
2: Ahoy, Josh and Jake and the entirety of Bucko Nation. Pittsburgh Pirate Queen Banshee here to gab with you about our most favorite time of the year for me And for many Pirates fans, home opener be like Christmas morning. Every year, I shine up me leathers and I lay out me pirate garb the night before this nostalgic day. On the note of nostalgia, when it comes to my most memorable home openers, while we always have fun, win or lose, the ones that stand out in my mind the most are the games where the weather is less than ideal. I love the juxtaposition of a game intended for summer being played while it's 29 degrees and snowing. Some of the best memories are made when you have to get creative to stay warm through those nine innings. The home opener, I think, yeah, 2016. The home opener of 2016. I remember by the ninth inning, I saw 28 degrees. The wind was blowing. So it felt like 23 the beer had worn off by then. I could feel everything. My legs were frozen. They were hurting. It was so cold. Melanson was closing. He had two outs, but it was like pulling teeth out after that. It, it just, uh, he, I think it was a hit by pitch. And then he gave up the only earned run that game. Thankfully, he got the final out and the Pirates won. Knock on wood, the weather's not looking too bad. Hopefully it stays that way. So dress appropriately mate's and I hope to see you on Federal. Let's go Bucks.
1: Hey guys, uh thanks for asking me to do this. No matter what, as uh as good or bad as the team happens to be, opening day is just special. Especially in Pittsburgh. And this year with Koch,
2: man, even my wife wanted to go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're super excited, man, and uh, it's always a good time, and it's great to just see everybody all in one place again. But My most memorable, I would have to say, is the day that park opened. Uh, we got down there about 6.30 in the morning. We were the first couple people to walk into Castellanos to see Mike Gulick and Mike Greenberg do their show. We were definitely the first at the bar doing shots of old granddad at about 7 a.m. <laughs> Probably not the greatest thing. Um, but after being in all those years and taking the bus down to Three River Stadium and seeing that astro turf and concrete everywhere, maybe it was the old granddad, but when we walked in there and I seen that green grass, I almost had tears. Then we kind of tortured Scott Sauer back and told him it was too pretty to play ball. But hey, let's go, Bucks, guys. Hello there, Pirate fans. This is Voice from the Graves, and I just wanted to stop in and let you all know Friday will be my first ever home opener, and I couldn't be more excited to be there with all of you. We've Got a great matchup. We've got the White Sox taking on the Pirates. I look forward to having a great season, and let's go Bucks!
0: Home opener is always a great time. Me and my dad started the tradition. We tried to go to a Steelers game. We got bad tickets. The guy who sold us the tickets felt so bad, gave us home opener tickets for the following year, and we went every year since. No matter how
1: bad the team is or, What the talent level is like, it's always exciting. We love going. The smells, it all hits you, the nostalgia, it's great. My son's now going, it's a great time. Love the home opener. Opening day is a special day. We get to make our way to PNC Park for the first home game of the year and watch our favorite team play ball. But opening day isn't just about the baseball you're watching on the field. It's about continuing traditions or starting new ones, getting out with family and friends, having a couple hot dogs and a nice cold beer. But this year seems a little more special with Kutch making his return to Pittsburgh for the Pirates. Plus, you have Donnie Iris singing the national anthem, <laughs> AJ Burnett throwing out the first pitch to Russell Martin. Can't get much better than that. Let's go, Bucks!
0: Let's go, Bucks!
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: That's that's a lot of fun. So I was trying to like take some notes when I was thinking about some of this. Um, first off, the cold games and the and the Melanson game and everything. We talked about a little bit last week, and Mm -hmm. you said we never opened up with Atlanta. The game where we sat on the Clemente wall was against Atlanta. That's the game where it snowed across the field. It was against Atlanta. It was 2017, um, and it snowed that year. It also snowed in 2018, the year Moran hit the Grand Slam. But I was sitting in left field that game. But that one game that we were thinking about, that we were talking about last week, and we were like, I don't know what it was. We we ended up saying it must have been St. Louis, but that was the game she was talking about. That was the game the Queen was talking about. So, okay, I just I just happened to look them up, and I was like, I thought it was Atlanta, and you're like, no, and I was like, all right, <laughs> I just believed you. It what <laughs> actually was, and it was um that was an actual opening day too. I think I know 2016, which was the Cardinals game that that she was talking about. That was opening day. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was the home opener. Um. Cause it was like April 7th. So it was probably the home opener anyway. Um, man, a lot of cool stuff there though. And I, I heard mm. the word nostalgia, uh, a lot of tradition is there. And, um, so we've been doing this now. This will be our, for my family, this will be our ninth straight year because Keel's eight right now. So she'll be nine. And the first one we went to, she was in womb, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, this will be nine straight. Well, I guess not. And like, there's a break in there, right? 2020, no one went. So that doesn't count. Right. But you can skip that one. Um, but like, I just hear a lot about the people who continue to go. And then of course, Graves go into her first one, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is exciting too. And that, like that just, um, it just kind of shows like all the different places that people are and. And whether it's tradition, whether it's, you know, even just watching at home. But, you know, these ones specifically, we were looking for people who were going, right? Uh, I definitely, for me, uh, definitely remember cold ones. I remember yeah. those, those ones that were freezing cold, you know. But we've actually been getting into town and, and staying in a hotel. Well, we did it, the, what, what year? It was 2019? I think so. Um, we there stayed before. yeah, something like that, or no, maybe it's twenty twenty one or maybe last year, I don't know, either way, we stayed right across the street, um and like to me that's fun because then you just wake up, you take your time, and then you just hit federal, you know what I mean, yeah. and everybody's there, and it's it's a good time, you get in real, you don't have to worry about traffic coming in in the morning and stuff like that, like you're already there. I really like that um Katie was gonna do a video, but she's sick tonight, so <laughs> She was waiting for tonight, for whatever. Like, we just didn't... We didn't have time. Dude, when you have three kids, you don't have time. But yeah. She wanted to do one about it, and that would have been better than hearing me talk about it. But um, the funny thing is, is like, tonight, Katie's actually sick. And so Keely, our our oldest daughter, she's, she's upset. Like, she's... I said, well, your mom's sick, and she might be throwing up right now. <laughs> and she's like, what? And she just immediately gets like... I mean... You know, Keeley, she starts crying. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a surprise. I'm like, hey, it's fine. Like, she's gonna be fine. We already know, like, what this is. It's, it's gonna be here and gone. Hopefully, that's what we, you know, that's what we're assuming. Because it's just this little bug that they've had. And she's like, we're not gonna get to go to the game. And I'm like, oh <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> she's very excited. And then, and then it got to the point where she's like, if Mom don't go, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, your dad's still going to go, man. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of like, we don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, hopefully that's all it is. And she's fine. I was like, we got a day in between. We're okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I
1: was, I was, I was getting nervous that I wasn't going to be able to make it this year, but yeah, uh, we're going to, we're going to make the trip. I, I told her since we're living so close to Atlanta would do the Atlanta home opener. And then I was looking at the schedule. I'm like, man, they're back to back days. This is not going to be good for me. And then she's like, hey, uh, why don't we just leave the Braves game as soon as it's over and just drive overnight to Pittsburgh? I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Sign me up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is crazy. I mean, luckily they're not on the same day.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? But that's super cool. Yeah, that's gonna be something that you're gonna talk about a lot. That the you mm-hmm. know the year that you were able to do something like that. Um, just because that's You know, how how often are you in a situation like that? You know what I mean?
1: Right. Where it just works out perfect. I imagine we'll end up getting to Pittsburgh, you know, mid-afternoon. Yeah. I think it's about 11 hours-ish, 10, 10, 11 hours to drive from Atlanta to Pittsburgh.
0: Man, that's going to be wild. Mm -hmm. That's going to be wild. So
1: blackout,
0: don't come in your white Cutch jersey. I know you want to wear Kutch, but if you don't have a black Kutch jersey,
1: wear it underneath your black coat.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just wear black. It's Listen, it's most important to wear black. Kutch has tweeted it out. It's, it's there. It, it has to be the thing that we do uh, mm-hmm. for his return. It just has to be. And I'm going to tell you right now, man, if we come and bring the ruckus like it's 2013, these kids, it's going to mean something to them. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna they're gonna show up on Saturday, and there's gonna be twenty thousand people there, maybe, maybe even less, right? And you know it's gonna because you know it's gonna happen. It's the same thing happened in Cincinnati, packed house on Thursday. They show up Saturday, and there's like ten thousand people there, and and we know that mm-hmm. Pittsburgh goes in for this, and then it kind of. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you bring the ruckus, it's gonna make an impact on some of these young kids to want that back and the only way to get it back is to win Mm -hmm. and I'm telling you for competitors for athletes like that like that's going to become addictive like they're going to be like I need that again yeah and I mean not that they need any more motivation but when they get it from people who and this is just human when you get it from people who you weren't sure that you were going to get it from, you know, I don't know. If you're getting it from people and it's, it's, it's like distinctly like you're rooting for me, you know what I mean? Like it it makes an impact on you whether you think it's going to or not. When people start believing in you, mm-hmm. it makes a difference, which is why heckling, you know, is is dumb. But we're not going to get into that. We're not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> um, what else do we got here? So we got Rich Hill against... Giolito, White Sox are a good team, man. How are they doing? I didn't even look. I meant to look. Go figure. White Sox are currently three and three. So there you go. I don't even know who they played, but either way, um, you know they're they're a good team. Uh, oh, you know what? I know who they played. They played uh, San Francisco, right? Because Jock Peterson hit a line drive so hard. That it went through Andrew Vaughn's glove. What? It, he caught that. the ball like this, and the ball just kept going behind him. Huh. just blew the webbing right out of it. uh but anyway, I don't know who else they played, but anyway, I know that was a that was the thing um, but we'll see Giolito and I, I just I do actually wonder who who will go for the three games. How do you get to that? look at me wasting time here. Printable broadcast. Uh, ah, it's not on here. I don't, I don't see where it's at, but I know we're getting today. We're getting Giolito, who's a really good pitcher. So you gotta hope that Rich Hill brings it in order to do this. But I mean, we gotta. You gotta stick with him, man. That they, they, they just they're riding off of that series sweep. Jack Swinsky playing at home again. We've seen the splits. We know he's gonna hit one out. <laughs> 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 if it was that easy, right? Right if it was that easy, um man, I don't they, think I have what's that
1: they opened up against the Astros okay,
0: okay um yeah, you got anything else you got any other uh any other stories from from I'm, i remember uh, I remember the home really opener bad. yeah, home opener it was opening day. we talked about this last time when Neil Walker hit the walk off in the tenth to win one nothing mm-hmm. and i remember um I remember that specifically. We talked about St. Louis. Yeah, all these games, man. I listen, I'm really excited and I'm and I'm at this point where we need to shut this thing down and and uh and have a good time because it is Friday. It is the home opener, and uh let's get another series dub. Yeah. Ride this thing while you're hot. Yep. And then go beat the Astros too. They got a little bit of a uh, going on right now. A little bit. We could beat them. I mean, they just lost, yeah. didn't they just lose a series to the Tigers? I maybe I, they lost I the game lost to the series. Tigers. I gotta. Yeah, they lost the game. They lost the game anyway. If the Tigers can beat them, we can beat them for a game. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, it's the home opener. It's it, we got the weekend here. Let's get there. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Let's go, Bucks.
1: Yeah, let's go, Bucks. Beat them, pale hose. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go Bucks!